What's going on, everybody? Here at the house, fairly normal with Ryan Sickler. How you doing, everybody? My, my buddy. This is a beautiful house. By Thanks, the way. man. I said, when'd you move? You got a sign out front. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving now. I said, when'd y'all move here? You're like, All we're about to move out. <laughs> Glad I snuck in, man. Glad I snuck into this one. This is nice. Yeah, you got in before the getting was bad. I'll tell you what. No, man, we love it. That backyard, I love. It's tight out there. That's yeah. where I do my high live mm-hmm. and everything. I and, watch. I do that, that. I see you doing all your questions too. Your I watch your uh, advice to people out there. Or for the dad parenting of the year advice. Your, your special's great, dude. Oh, so thanks, great. man. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to listening to yours too, which is one of the reasons he's here. Where uh, he's he's got an album dropping. Uh, it dropped yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday. It dropped Tuesday, yesterday. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, um, it's called "Get a Hold of Yourself." Available everywhere you listen to comedy and music, man. At iTunes. Uh, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. It's on my website, RyanSickler.com, on all my social media, Ryan Sickler. Say, say your website again. What's com. your website again? RyanSickler.com. Yeah, you know, the first time you sang it a little bit. Huh? You, the first time you sang it. I sang it, it You said, yeah, you, you were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if all of your shit ended with that. Or if whenever <laughs> anyone opened one of your tweets, it went, RyanSickler.com. RyanSickler.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, when this releases, I'm going to come back and clip that out. That'll be my new ringtone. I'll be like, hang yeah. on, guys. My website's calling. <laughs> my website's calling. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about when you told me that you wanted to come on to promote this. I was thinking about, all right, when's the, where was the first time I saw you do stand-up? That's a great question. I remember. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Because I do not. We talk about that all the time on the craft. He's like... I can't pimp some people I can pinpoint the moment I met them, but other ones are mostly the the time frame, like the period. You know what I mean? All right. You'll be able to, I bet, remember the name of the place, but I can tell you where it was on the corner of like three clubs. Yeah. Vine and, Vine Santa, and Monica, Santa Monica. Right where Pacquiao's gym is. Yeah. 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 I, and I remember seeing you because I was like, this dude doesn't sound like anyone I've ever heard before. That's nice. You know your cadence, your tone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard that shit. I don't know. People say I sound like Tom Segura a lot. Oh, shit. They do. Yeah, I got to get rid of that squeaky chair. That thing was starting get to get that me a little bit. out of here, dude. This one's comfy. Yo. Yo. Somebody WD-40'd <laughs> the shit out of it. Yo, but I don't think you sound... But then again, I heard you before I heard... Yeah, but that's also sure. what attracted Tom and I, I think, to each other. Is like we like the same shit makes us laugh. Like the same ridiculous, stupid stuff makes us laugh so fucking hard. Um, yeah, dude. Wait, but, but yeah, three clubs. Yeah, three clubs, man, was a really cool place to get up and try. Some, just they ridiculous. were doing Montreal showcases in there at one point. Like it, it Swine, was, Brian Swinehart had took that, that little bumping. room. And packed. It also reminded me of back in the day. Did you ever do Christina Pajitsky's Tangier back in the day? No. Dude, that was another one of those rooms where you were here and it was this like almost like you were in this. um, And so was World Cafe. Like you were in this little honeycomb, like a little bee honeycomb. And it's this little intimate vibe. Oh, Oh, dude. dude, So awesome. Three Clubs was great. I think they still do shows there. You think so? I'm pretty sure they do. I showcased for Montreal in that room one. I was oh, like, wow, yeah. this place has really come a long way. Well, when that place was bumping, it Man. was the... Wasn't it? It was on fire. Now, there was a place that I booked before you got to town called The Union, which for me, The Union was um, 
Okay, you know the bill. You know where Dublin used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you know the building next to that, which mm-hmm. isn't the Union anymore, but it's something. It's like a yeah. That was a, it. Was really cool. It had a hidden bookcase movie theater in it. Um, mm-hmm. You went d- downstairs. Really cool. And upstairs, we used to do this comedy night. No AC. So it was always hot, but the doors were always wide open and the windows were always up, which gave the room a weird life. It was really, and so, but it was hot, dude. But people were stacked on top of each other. That's the best. And it was this tiny little room. But to this day, I've never seen a room. Now, it wasn't a fucking auditorium or whatever and whatever you want to say about the size of the place i've never seen a room blown up like joe rogan blew that place up for 20 minutes straight because i think it was probably july mm-hmm. and that place got hot as fuck in july but right you're right on the strip that's a that little stretch Dude. is all action right there i mean amazing. that vibe is there it was so great so fun on the street because you couldn't get in yeah just looking in the windows as he was but another thing that amazed me now even more as a comic is you know how hard it is for people to laugh real hard when they're super hot yeah do you know, <laughs> you know? yeah you're all sweaty so like that's yeah ah, that's yeah. funny like, but god damn god, give me a water god damn. <laughs> you got it yeah, when I'm spray fans, I'm uncomfortable. This guy's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way, like when you're super hot and you're always just fanning yourself, it's really not easy to get a good laugh in. No. He Speaking of getting a good laugh in. Murdering. Pretty sure I didn't even say the name of my album, Get a Hold of Yourself. Yeah, you did. Did I say it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Over here get a hold I of yourself. Say. God damn, let me get a hold of myself. <laughs> Repeat it again. Why did you But Rogan, mur- I'll tell you that in a sec, but Rogan was murdering that room. Dude murdered the room like how much how many people did it hold like a 50 or a 60 or a bigger smaller uh, probably between 60 and 70 dude have you seen i bring it up for a specific reason have you seen sandler's new special no but i oh. have it in the queue it's amazing really everyone at Dan van kirk everybody's been telling me watch it watch it watch it i bawled like a baby i, I if you haven't uh, I don't want to give it away. There's something at the end that he does. That I wish I could talk about it with because it's just fucking amazing. But he shoots and shout out to West Side Comedy Theater. He's and and Dynasty Typewriter here and the Improv. He was shooting these sets. Yeah, I remember that. And you see him go from the West Side Comedy Theater to some like like you know, Staples Center in Milwaukee, you know what I mean? And and these monster venues to these tiny holes in the wall. And it's just him out there putting it together. And I was just watching this like, fuck yeah, different outfits, hoodies, facial hair is different. It wasn't this, this almost OCD stressed out produced event that went from, and maybe it was in the in post anyway, because there's so many pieces moving. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it wasn't it didn't have to be this perfectly manicured and produced beautiful piece of one hour special that just was bah and the lights are hitting here and right. music. It was just fucking funny. And you whether you liked that or didn't, and I did, it didn't matter because it was fucking funny. And that's what I think people forget, like you don't need a million dollar. F- now, again, granted, he was certainly at theaters, like I yeah. said, a, a Staples or whatever. I don't know the names of these theaters around the country, but and those were absolutely like AMC. When he, yeah. When he does these this guitar Arc song Light. at the end. No, Arclight. 
Dude, I'm talking 18, 15,000. Oh, you're not talking about movie theaters. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm talking about Staples Center. Oh, yeah. Size. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes, those nights. Now, what I'm saying is he could have he could have took that hour from that night and made it his special. But, it, but, but this sounds so cool and different. He showed you a process and, and a grind, and you knew that – that joke you see him telling at West Side, and there's whatever it is, ends up being, I don't know, 20 different venues throughout the special. Well, he did that shit 20 fucking nights. Like, he's out there working and grinding, and it's, it's original, and it's funny, and it's just, it's also what made me comfortable to release an album. Like, I wasn't going to kill myself to do a special if I wasn't going to get a special. Yeah. I wasn't going to put X amount of dollars in there if I knew I wasn't going to be able to sell it. And, and I still think there's a lot of value in an album, but there's more value in just fucking being funny. And it was yeah, so dude. funny and so sweet. And this, can I just tell, can I tell you what happens? No, oh, no, oh, don't you dare tell me what happens. The, the, Cause I'm going to watch right when there's you There's a leave tribute here. at the end. That's all I'm going to say. Don't, don't but I, let me, and that that little moment, and there's enough music throughout. Like it's also a, a very smart business move if he planned this, and I'm sure he did because there's no way I'm the one thinking of this. But there's so much music throughout, not only his career but this special in particular that you could easily, and they're so catchy and so fun. You could easily take that out and make an album dude, of that itself, and boom, it's out. Right, you know, right there. you know, Point, he's for, pointing to an acoustic guitar. For the past three years, I've brought that on the road with me. Yeah. And the, and so I end my show probably the last 15 minutes. Oh, I didn't know that. Last 15 minutes, maybe on a Saturday late show. It might be the last. I might do 50 minutes of stand up and then 50 minutes with a guitar. It's so much fun. And I and I and I kick myself and am kicking myself. And I'm sure there are some things that you can relate to about this, about how long it took me to to have the balls to do that because I was so worried about what the I still don't have the balls the guitar to, comic thing. I still don't have the balls to play it in town I still let me tell you something if I, you're doing 50 fucking minutes of stand up and you're closing with an acoustic guitar you're just talented you know what I'm saying he <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing that shit in is what you're doing you're a comic no but no I'm, doubt I'm saying like I'm still I have but I have so much fun you know what it did it re-energized me, dude. I I re-look for like now I really love going out again and doing because it's something new and it's still fun and I get to write yeah. new shit all the time. Well, I'm gonna say this too. He does a lot of music. There's a lot of songs in this special, and I don't. And God, he's you know with the Hanukkah song like I've but never, that's his thing, dude. But that's also, always I've, been his thing. But I've never looked at him as a guitar comic. Yeah. I've never thought guitar comic when I see. Adam Sandler, I just think comedian. Yeah. And um That's interesting. It's just, Me too. You know? Yeah. I've never thought, yeah, oh, he's a guitar comic. Uh -huh. You know, like if you were to ask me how to describe him, it would definitely not be guitar comic. But what about Rich Jew? They'd be up there. <laughs> um, you could say that. <laughs> um, but it's just you should definitely check it out. You should check. You should check not, out my album. Get a hold of yourself, and then you should check out but, Adam Sandler special because it's it is fantastic, dude, man. It'll take you back. Dude. What I was it's going, funny. what I was gonna tell you, and by the That's way, what my special does. That is, <laughs> that is one thing. That, and I think, tell me if you do this also. But for me, in 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 the in my special, and what I'm doing on stage now, it is about fun. I'm not doing any politics. I'm not. It's for me. My my special is just in my stand up right now. It's just about fun and stories. And what That's I was gonna, it. dude, what I was gonna say about like when I first saw you, um, oh yeah, 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 do stand up to Three now, clubs. Mm -hmm. to is 
you you have kind of evolved into telling stories. Way, I mean, that's all podcast, and that's what again, I I'm right there with you about just having fun, like stepping away from like all of it, politics, religion, all of that shit. You know, it's everyone's got their beliefs and their opinions. I'm yeah. not here to try to change that, but I'm just here way, to laugh with you, man. And you nobody. Know? If I say something that makes you change your mind about politics, you really didn't believe yeah, that fucking yeah, song yeah, in the first place. Yeah, I mean that's why people are like, why don't you talk about it? I'm like, listen, well, for what I have to say, no. If some, if I change somebody's mind, that person needs some help. Yeah. Like, what am I? Real. What am I saying? I don't know shit. No, unless I already agree with you, we're good. Yeah, I don't know shit. But I don't, I don't care. Shit. I don't know. You, I why am I going to try to convince you with shit? That's I right. don't know shit. But yeah, podcasting did all that. Like I, um, yeah, I just used to talk about what was funny or what I thought was funny. And then as we started podcasting, it would always be this story would come up and somebody would be like, you talking about that on stage? I'm like, no, you should definitely talk about that on stage. Yeah. And then try to take that and to put that into stand-up form on a stage where you find the beat, you know, find the beats. Because there's nobody there on stage riffing with you and shit, no. you know? Like, it's <laughs> it's hard to extract yeah. a moment among three people laughing and put that into an isolated moment by yourself on stage and still hit all those beats and make it funny. But isn't it funny sometimes? But it's awesome. Do you ever riff on something on stage and it gets a huge laugh and you're like, man, I can't wait to do that tomorrow. And you do it the next 10 nights and it shits the bed <laughs> every yeah. fucking time. You're, you're like, like How? I guess it was just a moment. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was just a moment. Yeah. Because in the moment you're thinking, I just, I just found just, another one. Yeah. I just found another one. But then there are those nights where, you know, we all have a pattern of thinking, but you just, you're riffing and then you just, you see it coming. You're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. he did not just throw me a fucking mm -hmm. three, two change up. Yeah. I'm sitting on this. Yeah. <laughs> and it just hits you and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. That's, Dude. That's such a great feeling. The other night at the comedy store, I, so I, I've just been trying this joke about, uh, uh, not joke. It's a real story about when I got my appendix out. So I've just I've taken it on the road now for two weeks. Can't believe, yeah. And um, but I was at the comedy store working on this new ending, and I kind of changed. I gave a like a I called an audible right at the end, but because I saw it coming, and I was so excited to tell the joke at the end because I've been look trying to figure out how to how to end this joke because the story is so good. It needs to end with a like a yeah. right. The middle can't be so much better than the end. It just can't be, right? So I need an applause. I need something. <coughs> and, but I, I hear it in my head, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the one. And I was so excited to say it. I fucked it up three times <laughs> in a row. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I did that. <laughs> I fucked it up on one of my... So I was listening to the recordings going through the shows and picking what you know what best from each set and there was definitely one and i was like man <laughs> and i you know what i've been for all the time i've been in comedy and for all the shit that i've partaken in before some of my sets i i bet you i'm i'm under 10 fucking up jokes i might even be on one hand it's close i've been i'm even surprised by that number now now but i mean royally fucking them up yeah 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 I don't mean stumbling and stammering, finding shit. I mean just fucking it. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, I no, said the punchline before. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I would <laughs> say now you have to give me a time frame because I'm sure early on there might have been a couple. 
But in the last 10 years, mm, one hand probably. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, but I tell stories that right. I already know. Yeah, it's true. Do you know what I mean? I'm telling I'm I, I, I'm not... Yeah, I have to remember some punchlines, but they they a never lot of, fuck up lyrics to a song. You've never done that. Um, when like I'm out re- of order, or when I'm really like high. That. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my Friday night and Saturday night late shows, the people who listen to my podcasts know they get loose. So I take the edible on stage, so you can see that I'm not lying. I pop it in, and then we. So do- wait, hold on. Because we know you're do, you're going to do an hour, roughly an hour. Late show? Yeah. A- hour 20 probably. Okay. So minimum hour. Yep. You pop it at the top of the set so that what, by 40, 30, 40 in? I pop it around 15. 15 in? Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing. And how much are you taking? Probably between 100 and 150 milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 15 into this hour. So you got about another hour to go. Well, you know what I found is that the adrenaline really makes it kick in quicker. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for me, if anyways. If, and what are you taking? Does, a Chibachu. Okay. I know the Chibachu. So you take a Chibachu. Everybody watches you pop this thing. Yeah. And then you run for another 45-ish, and then you throw the guitar on and do some songs, and you're just flying, and you're out of there. Yeah. Now, it sounds great. Now, I don't know if I could do it, though. I got to tell you, some, sometimes, and here's where <laughs> I've been having fun, Ryan. Sometimes I'll take the guitar, and I, I, I only know like 10 songs. Mm-hmm. No, I probably know more, but, but, um, but I learned how to play I, I Want It That Way. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I, I pick three people from the audience to come on stage behind me and do interpretive dance to the song one at a time. Mm-hmm. And the winner... Wins their server 50 bucks from me. That's great, dude. And the winner voted by the audience. By the applause. Audience. Fantastic. Dude, it, Ryan, it is the funniest thing. You, I'll bet there are people that fucking go for it. Oh, <laughs> my God. So here's my favorite one. So I always, usually there's three types of people that'll come up. I love all three because they make a perfect stage. Mm-hmm. I always get but one. one at a time. Yes, they okay. come up one at a time. How long does each person get? Well, here's the deal. So I call everybody up. I always get one bro who's like, I'm fucking yeah. dude, here we go. I always get one person, man or woman, who's, who's, who takes it really seriously. And it was like, I'm a professional dancer. I'm like, okay. Okay. Cool. And then there's always one wild card. Like in West Palm Beach, there was the dude who didn't know. Uh, hang on, hang on. Give me, help me get out of my wheelchair. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Right. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. Get me out of my wheelchair. Come on, man. (laughs) He didn't know who I was. He had just wandered in because he just he had just been thrown out of Copper Blues next door for being too drunk. (laughs) You're getting their fucking leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So 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 we have I have three people behind me, and then I interview them very quickly. I ask them all each the same three questions: one through ten. Say I'm asking you. Okay. One through rate yourself one through ten as a dancer. You know, Oof. one being Elaine from Seinfeld and ten being Michael Jackson. I'm gonna give you two ratings. In the car, waist up, uh-huh. I'm like a I'm like an eight, five, nine. Yeah. yeah. Full body? <laughs> I'm about two. Probably a two. A little shuffle and <laughs> sidestep. You know what I'm saying? I'll give myself a three. By five. the way, <laughs> that's what I always tell other white guys. You gotta pick one half of your body to move. <laughs> 
Now, and yep. if you pick the Waist lower, up, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Man. If you pick just All the lower here, body like, to move, uh, you're a fucking serial yeah, killer. You, you, you are, see you're those guys who are yeah. up here? <laughs> still stepping over my foot like kid in play. And I'm like, settle down, bro. You're 46. You got two ACL tears. Settle the fuck down, dude. So, okay. So I ask, okay, you give yourself an eight and a half waist up. Waist up. Two waist below. Two. Three. Give me a three. Okay, three. Then I ask you, what? How would you describe what's your style of dance? Are you sultry? Are you quick? Are you uh, uh, stretchy? Are you athletic? What would you say? I would say my style of dance would be um, more, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to say like flowing to the music <laughs> yeah. you know whatever moves me to that music okay yeah, i would okay. say it's that and I, then I, I don't know it's definitely dude. not uh it's sometimes not rhythmic <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you more about what it's not than i can tell you about what it is <laughs> dude dude that's so funny because you know what one guy did i go what's your style how would you describe your style of dance and he leans right into the mic like he's eating it and he goes aggressive <laughs> The way I answer shit. <laughs> Aggressive. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And then the third question I ask is, what is the name of your best dance move? I mean... I don't know, man. The shimmy? I got shimmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You so that's the upper body. You shimmy? Mm, mm, okay. Like shimmy. Yeah, the shimmy. Like a shoulder shimmy. Do you know Specific. what? Specific. Let me get specific. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. I think you're supposed to do a whole body shimmy. No, 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 no. No. Not us. One half of I the body. I call it the dude. shiver. It's more cold. It's just more. <laughs> yeah. Who left the ooh, window open? Who, who left that's that your, <laughs> so the name of your best dance move. Cold shiver. Is who left the window <laughs> open? It, yeah. <laughs> ooh, there's a there's a draft in here. That's. A, <laughs> Do the draft. It's called the draft. Do that draft, Ryan. Hit him. Hit him with it. Oh, they ain't ready for the draft. Ooh, shit. Feels like somebody left the window open in here. Uh, that's it. The draft. The there draft, you go. Dude, I knew we'd find it. <laughs> yeah. And then, dude, I play the song. We have a dance off. And how do you pick who goes first? Okay, so I play everybody the same verse. And I tell them, it's interpretive dance. Mm -hmm. This isn't who's the best dancer. Got it. You show heart. I tell the audience, you have to reward heart. That's right. You got to reward heart. There's no measurement for heart. No. You can be the fastest runner. You can be the highest jumper. But heart's not something you can, you know. And they're going to measure it by their applause. Okay. All All right. right. And so I play them all the same verse. They do a little dance. Um, You know. Where did wandering guy come in go? What, What part? Okay, so you mean he, you are my fire? Yeah, and he came in. The one. He did a lot did of he this. come in? He These I what do you, what do you call that there? It's, it's like the, uh, fist, the rock'em sock'em robots. The fist yeah. pump. The the double fist pump. Uh, hip thrust. Yeah, the rock'em sock'em. That's called sock'em. open the drawer. We yeah. call that opening the drawer, rock'em. Yeah. Bro, right? They're two hands open they, they, the drawer. He calls this. Is this where you keep your silver? Is this where you keep is, the silver? Is where we keep the silverware. Is this where your jewelry is? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where your mom keeps her jewelry. Open the fucking drawer. <laughs> we should just rename all the dances. I got a bunch of condiments in here. I got a bunch of condiments in here. You want a jelly packet? This is where I keep my loot. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, listen, man. By the way, this is what is always the best about going on what your podcast. Yeah, I know you're starting a new podcast. Possibly. Yeah, it's it's coming. Yes. But what was always the best about going on your podcast is that it was just shooting the shit with friends. Yeah, and people just and then also like you're. We've all known each other for years, but then when you really sit down and they start telling you stories, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. How the fuck do I not know that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've enjoyed sitting in that seat, listening to people. St- I say it all the time, man. I'm still to this day, I'm just blown away by some of the people's stories and lives who've then taken that because we're, I mean, we're majority, more than majority I, uh, comedians. We've had other people that aren't comics, but um, it's a comedy podcast and I just, it, you know, it amazes me that people like us can take that dark and and just make it fucking funny. And I sat there year yeah. after year and listened to people do that. And it just blows me away. But you and Jay became expert snipers. <laughs> you were jo- expert joke snipers. You knew when to throw your jokes in. You knew when to let a story breathe. I don't think you were looking at each other, giving each other signals. No, but you both kind of, at times, knew there's we neither one of us should interrupt this story. Or but there would be times where we both would see it coming and we'd look at each other. One of we know we both knew it. It was then like let me let me I don't want to interrupt this person. Let me get it in first. <laughs> You're like God damn it, God damn it, that was mine. God damn it. <laughs> but how did that outside of? Uh, a podcast helping the storytelling because on Crab Feast, you weren't telling the stories. Well, that we it, we did. We started telling right. stories, but when you do 360 fucking episodes, you run out of shit yeah. until you get new shit happens to you, you know. But, but then, then it but, became... But how did the new format help your stand-up? The, the listening and the everything? The listening, yeah, yeah. It just helped me, um, you know, ex- it helped me find... Finding the funny in other people's stories helped me go back into my own and find those moments where I could riff. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you tell one of your stories and there's three people sitting there just adding to it and making it fun, that's you can't that doesn't translate on stage. No, you can't replicate that. So you gotta find that moment for yourself. And I would just go back and, and think of stories I told and then just sort of do what I do to other people's stories to my own. Like, oh, here's a great Here's a great uh, moment for a comparison. Here's a great moment for a simile, a metaphor, you know, all that shit. Alliteration, like all that shit. I love that shit. I'm going to go ahead and like Google that. all those. Simile is a comparison using like, is it like or as? It might be like or as. Simile, it definitely uses like. And a metaphor is a comparison without using that, you know. Like? Like and as. Like a, uh, Here's a, a simile. Like okay. uh, it, it's it's... It smells like rain. This smells like rain. That's a simile. A metaphor would be, um, gosh, would it be a, a a beautiful golden meadow? There's no like or as like, or it's as bright as. You mm-hmm. know, that's a simile. There you go. There's similes and metaphors. Hey, um, I'm just as confused leaving this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> There's people looking that shit up right now, like you're an idiot. That's Somebody not just right. crashed their right. car. They were trying to figure out what you were saying, and they just ran off the and road. Hyperbole, <laughs> exaggeration. What's for alliteration? Alliteration's when it's a run of letters, like no, 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 no. Well, not like that's stuttering. <laughs> you see the difference? Andy's apple. 
aggressively ate another yeah, yeah no way so acorn. That's alliteration. Sh- right. You stuttered. <laughs> That's bullying. <laughs> That's what it is. Difference today. between alliteration. There is a lot of letters in between those same repeats. You know, a lot of other letters in between those same. So, repeats. can you explain one more time what it was? Because I was laughing. Simile. Yeah. No. Or alliteration. alliteration. It's a run of the same letter at beginning a, a word. You know, Josh joined Jews in Jersey. You don't Could know. happen actually uh, later it, this it, year. Absolutely, yeah, Atlantic a, City. Y'all. Go a, see him live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Borgata. I played that casino there once with Jen Kirkman. Oh yeah. Yo, I love her stand up. I love Jen Kirkman. Her stand up is like, you know what I love about her? She's so ballsy, dude. She is ballsy. She's so ballsy in that like she'll be like, hey, I'm gonna do an hour of new stuff tonight. With a notebook. If it doesn't get laughs. That's what you're here for. If it doesn't get laughs, it doesn't get laughs. I'm not going to be insecure towards the end of this set and do a half an hour of material that I know already works and I've already done because that's not going to help me move forward as an artist. Mm -hmm. This is what this show is. There aren't a lot of people doing that, dude. Nope. No. I mean, I like getting out on the road to do the the longer sets just because eventually, like, other than the millions of dollars they get, I don't know how the Rolling Stones can still seriously get fired up to sing Satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But again, the money probably Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. fucking helps. Um, But I get bored of myself and my shit, and it makes me want to talk about new things when you're doing an hour night after night. So you develop, and then you come back, and then you take those... You know, and coming in L.A. and you take a 15-minute chunk of that and you just start beating that damn thing into submission until it's ready to put back into the 60. Yeah, do you know what sometimes I do is even if I get it, if I have a 15 at the comedy store, if I want to tell a story that's long, I just do 12. Yeah. I, I'm not working on anything that's right. three minutes long. Right. I'm what else not, am I going to add to that at yeah, this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and from, like, but I also honestly shied away from sets in town for a long time <clears throat> because I tell such long stories. That's funny. I feel like people have shied away from me. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Same result. <laughs> well, now they're shying away from me too. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but, um, but because, uh, I wasn't confident enough in my storytelling to take up an entire set telling one story. Oh. So I really uh, want, yeah. before I kick, because and I then didn't Ari always made do the that. show out of it. What's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, like, uh, that long-form story, you got to get comfortable with silence. Man, and you got to trust that what you're – so it's funny you say that. I, I shot a, a second um, – this is not happening. And I shot that in July of 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's November 2018 right now. I shot that in July of 2017. It won't air until sometime in 2019. Okay. In between shooting that set, I've released an album called mm-hmm. Get a Hold of Yourself, available now on iTunes, <laughs> Amazon Play, Google, and anywhere else, Spotify, Pandora, five-star rate and review. Um, and a lot of things have happened. You know, I mean, and it's a story I told about being the ball boy for the 1984 Baltimore Colts. And long story short, they moved out of town in the middle of the fucking night, the season I was about to be their ball boy. And – 
it's got moments where it's you know I, it's silence in there and then boom when you hit a beat and they laugh you're like all right mm-hmm. they're with me here all right mm-hmm. it does but it does it you feel naked you just feel like if i don't hit this first one here i wonder what it's going to be like yeah you know it's almost like that that perfect chord to start a song you're like all right here we go but you know what's interesting is like so there's a story i started telling and i told it once on a podcast and uh i forget which podcast it was but maybe it was prince and the wolf but and Freddie Moe's like, you should tell that on stage. And I was like, is that a stage? You know, some stories are good stories off stage. Uh, yeah. And in a room with three of your friends. Yeah. They do not work on stage because no. on stage, the story has to have a big funny ending. It's got to be. Period. I mean, for me, can I say, good stories have, this is what I like. I dicks. like big dicks everywhere, like throughout. <laughs> I like... um I like a callback to a moment, a big moment in the story, yep. and then boom, like out the end. You know, I like that. And every story has that moment. It's just how you tell it and how you get to that, you know. Because there is an art form, man. It's th- straight up joke telling is absolutely different than storytelling. And you, you have to figure out how to take that story and marry jokes throughout. You yeah. know, drop them in. It, honest to God, I say this all the time. It's Mad Libs. Remember Mad Libs? Adjective Dude. here, noun here. Well, you you create that structure, and then wordplay is so big in stand-up that, you know, Jay Larson's got a great joke when he talks about how he was in the band in high school, and when he said it, some hot chick heard him. She goes, oh, my God, you're in a band? And he goes, never in my life had a and the <laughs> been so fucking big. And yeah. that is the truth. Yeah. You're in a band? No, I'm in the band. Yeah. Oh, the school band? Oh, all right. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, I'm out. But, yeah. Yeah. Wh- wait a second. No, I just had a huge stoner moment. Right before that, what were we talking story about? story you told at first on Prince and the Wolf, you said. Oh, yeah. I'm back. It's my- <laughs> I don't mean to fuck you up, but it's one of my favorite games to play. What were we just talking about? That's one of my favorite games to play. Yeah, you yeah. dial back farther than you need to, and then you work forward, and you can usually find it. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it's a story. I don't want to sidetrack you again. It's a story that I was telling on the Prince and the, and the... Right, right. So isn't it funny when you tell a story, and you're telling it... Because the way I tell them is exact... The first time on stage, all my stories, most of my stories eat shit because I tell it exactly how it happened. Right. Yeah. Let's just see which part of the truth is interesting to you guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which part and which parts can I lose? Which parts can I cut out? Are there, is there anything naturally funny in the story? Is there something in the middle that I could actually use to, to, to start the story off? Be like, yep. now let me tell you about my friend, Greg, Greg's getting married, yeah, you know, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And here's what the fuck happened. The night Dude. he decided he wanted a bachelor party at the last minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. But, but is, and isn't it crazy when you are just telling a story and you don't think something's funny and it works every time? Yeah, that's weird. And you ever you ever have this is one of my pet peeves too. Like there's sometimes I'll put a joke in. Is that that is that go ahead. That I don't necessarily think is funny. Yeah. And it gets a laugh and it makes me mad. Like, oh my god, I gotta keep this much. It's like a wart everybody <laughs> likes. You know, like, you like that? It looks good on you. It's a fucking mole. It looks good right there. You're like, I, I don't something? want it. 
I don't give a shit what they're laughing at. <laughs> I could have shit on my shoes. You laughing? Did you have a good time? You don't give a cool. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Do I have a fucking oh, kick me here on on my back? Does that make you laugh? You had a good time? You want to come back? Okay. Yeah, I don't, dude. I when I picked up the guitar, I actually said to myself, my entire job is to make sure that the people who pay to see me have a good time. Absolutely. That's my That's your job. I, I, that's my job. While the clubs sell chicken fingers and alcohol yeah. and we dance. My yeah. my job is to make sure that the people That's it. That's it. That's it. And I put everything as soon as I put everything else behind me, dude, it has changed. Mm-hmm. I'm having so much m- fun on stage it's right? amazing it, it is it's so liberating yeah it really is you're like you know what but why did it take so long well that's you know all part I mean? of you know growing and maturation and learning it takes a long time if you're really gonna do it i mean shit there's a lot of people that aren't even around anymore not in the business or dead or anything else that never even got the chance to do that for themselves so i'm lucky to still be here with do you, you doing this shit do you know did you know freddie soto I did not. I know who he was, of course. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, have you ever any done done any deep dive into his stand up? Not a deep dive, no. Yo, he was like the first guy that out of our group who was like, "Oh, he's saying something real." Oh, he's like actually telling us something. Right. He was like next level, and that's when I think a lot of things clicked in for some people. Like when you see somebody for the first time, like one of your peers go and you go, oh, what the fuck? Oh, he's just being him? That asshole? <laughs> People like him for that shit? He's, but he's just telling you exactly how he thinks or feels or whatever. That He was the first guy. That's yeah. I, I don't think I tried any real shit about my kids until I saw him. And I was like, I'm going to try some of that shit. I, I just went and watched... Um Richard Pryor live in concert just like two weeks ago. And I just, uh, he's the greatest to me. Like the storytelling is, and not only is it so fucking unique in the life he, he like who do you know that was raised in a, a, a whorehouse and, 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 you know, his grandmother ran it and his mom was a prostitute and like, you know, who do you know? And the dude still took that life and those stories and made them relatable enough for you to sit there and fucking understand and laugh yeah. at. You know, that's amazing. And it's still so relevant. I think this was 79 he did live in concert. Thir- 40 years ago? Jesus Christ. And um, it's still all the same things about the police and everything. Like, it could, it, you can, it is still 100% current, funny, accurate that you could watch it 40 years later and you're like, God damn, that's, it fits in right now with everything. Comedy too, you know? Yes. Yeah. No comedy has come full circle Mm -hmm. back to what Mm -hmm. he, yeah, without a doubt. And I like the storytelling, um, longer form jokes. Yeah. And your videos out there are fucking killers. Thanks dude. But like who was prior one of your, influences or just one of the one people you would say is one of the greatest both i mean i it all happened for me i just put this on instagram actually my father i was it all happened for it me. all happened i was 10 11 years old oh is this about to get deep no oh. <laughs> it's the it's a genesis okay it's the genesis of all of it though um and we had this and i've said this obviously on the crappies a bunch but we had this uh, it was called soup uh, it was called uh, super tv 
and it was early cable. And I want to say like after 6 p.m. It was a box that are on. I say all the time too. It's like uh, the size of today's DVRs. It was bigger. Because remember they got little was for a moment. Was it the one with the rose? No, it had like the silver button on the top. And you would press it after like 6 p.m. And you would get only like three channels. Uh-huh. It was like HBO. There was an adult channel. And when Oof. I say adult, it was like strip tic-tac-toe or de- whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and, what you channel know, is that? It was just its own thing, man. Super TV. Yeah, maybe I'll just Google that. So, yeah, look it up. (laughs) So one night, I sneak down the stairs. My dad is in the living room, and he's sitting in a recliner, and he's facing away from I'm looking at his back. He's watching the TV. I can see the TV, and I see kids on the TV. So I think, well, that looks like my age. I'm sure I can watch this. I lay down in the the hallway. Where I come from, we say foyer, not foyer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm laying down in the foyer. And I'm looking into on that on that tile, and I'm looking into foyer and shit. <laughs> foyer, bro. I'm looking into the living room. Is he the backup quarterback for the Browns? <laughs> <laughs> and I see Richard Pryor, and the movie's Bustin' Loose, mm-hmm. where he takes the kids to the orphanage, and I laugh so hard I get caught. My dad turns around, he's like, "What are you doing up?" He's like, "Get your ass in here!" And I get in there, and he's like, "Sit down." And I'm like, oh, my God, we yelled at him. He goes, finish watching this with me. And that was it. Dude. And that was it. And I wish I had the balls to try. I mean, I told, I listened to my old album this last time coming out because this one's so different. And and also wanted to make sure I didn't repeat some stuff, you know what I mean, because it's been so long. But there are touches of stories in there, but nothing like the the hitting the in depth stuff like we talk about now nothing I still really hadn't lived that much I mean I what am I saying I'm wrong I didn't know how to put that life into stand up I just talked about things that were funny and then sitting down and and also the another thing that's eye opening too is you know you think your life is normal till you find out it's not yeah you dude. know what I mean like you, you start sitting down and hearing all these other people's stories and some of them you're like this is what you're complaining about, my shit. But yeah. then you hear other people, and you're like, what the fuck do I got to complain about? Jesus Christ. You, you know? realize that we're all fucked up. Yes. You know, it's interesting also with comics. Even when I talk to comics that I don't know, uh, you have a little bit of a shorthand with them because if they've been in the game long enough, you may not know them, but you know what they've been through. Oh, yeah. So that tells me something about you. Right. Automatically, that tells me. If you've stayed in the game long enough, no matter what level you're 100%. at. 100%. You stayed in it long enough. You're still in there throwing uppercuts and all those. I know what yeah. you've had, what you've yep. gone through. Yeah. So I, there's a certain shorthand I have with you. And I do know something about you that is inside of you that's inside of the, all of us or what the fuck else. Can I go take a leak real quick? Yeah, you go My take God. a leak. You get a you get a bladder like a fucking. I like how you you semi jog over there. Hey, uh, while well, he's taking a leak, so the, uh, my upcoming shows. Wait a second. What is this? Oh, I'm gonna be in Kansas City. Kansas City, December seventh through ninth. And uh, I'll be in Naples um, at Captain Brian's 
I think November like 27th to December 1st or something like that. Somewhere in that, uh, you know what I mean? Somewhere in that little run there. And then I will be, I don't remember where afterwards. <laughs> but um, go to ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. And also, if you want to get that special Father of the Year, it is at the bottom of the page and Highlight stuff, control chaos stuff, all down there. But guys, um, okay. So I know this is, I don't usually do interviews, but he's so good and so funny. Right? And 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 if you like my storytelling, you're going to love his album. It's all the same. Not the same, but it's like all stories. But the way he tells him, with that cadence, he even he walks like he talks. Is that if they if your walk had a voice, it would sound like this. I glide. Yeah. I glide. <laughs> Came was, out clear, man. It's running clear, bro. See what I'm saying? I was a lot of water. Lately. I was telling them that if they like my storytelling, they're gonna love your album. Thank you. I and mean, that's just the, because... Uh, well, also, go listen to all of Josh's episodes. How many times did you come on the craft feast? Like four? Probably. Four or five? Go listen to all his episodes. They're all killer. They're all killer. You know, there's one story that I told on your show about the peanut butter and jelly I was story. just about to say peanut butter and jelly. I still get hit up about that. that I've, and I get talked to about it, too. But, but people are like, do you tell that on stage? And I'm like, I don't think that's a stage story because that's one of those stories that doesn't have a funny ending. Yeah, but you got to find that. But my question is this. It could be something as simple as, and by the way, we all know not everything needs to be 100% true, yeah. but there was that lady that was giving you like the nod, like, it's all right, go ahead and let your kids fucking yeah. steal all this food and <laughs> yeah. eat it. That could be a moment back with her again. That's you know true. what I mean? You could That's find true. it. I think everything's a stage story. It's just how do you tell that? Like it's it's not going to be the same as it would be in a free uh, flowing environment like a podcast or yeah. something. But I try though to keep the endings. I try, mm -hmm. especially when I do them on podcasts. I try to keep the endings as truthful as possible. I'll fuck around because I want people to be like, yo, that, yeah, that, of is, course. The, that yeah. is the story. Right. Well, that's what makes a funny story right, is right, the right. truth right, that, right, right. that happened. Yeah. And that's the thing. So for that story, and I've thought about it, man, because I've told it a couple times on podcasts and there's laughs, but the ending is always like, well, that was, you know, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Who wants some more mashed potatoes? <laughs> You know, you want grandma wiping her fucking neck off because somebody just spit fucking water all over that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you can't have, like, that's not it for no, me. Like, you know what okay. I mean? I, I need, um, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, I've also, but even more disheartening is when you're telling a new story, man. And you know it's a killer. Yeah. And it shits the bed. Bed. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's just like, <sighs> I loved this last night. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to live in the past, but I really wish y'all were last night's audience because they were eating this shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you had a hostile, hostile crowd before? Not like people who didn't laugh. We've all had that. Have you ever done a show and been like, oh, shit? Not like the whole crowd, but like, 
I had one show early on. Um, it's so funny. It was the Boathouse, which is now Bubba Gump on the pier, Santa Monica mm-hmm, Pier. Mm-hmm. They used to do a monthly show. And I mean, everyone came. Was that in. the place with, that had like peanuts on the floor or some shit like that? No, they didn't have that. But they were downstairs oh, okay, underneath the restaurant. And it, it was a family owned restaurant. And they had a killer lease on that thing because they were rent control. And city was trying to get them to fuck out of there to put this big ass restaurant on the pier and, you know, all fucking corporate make their money. And But once a month they had this show. And Cat um, would come in, Cat Williams. But he was Cat in the Hat back then. He was cat in the hat. What? Chris Hardwick would come in. Wait, Craig Robinson came in there too. He may have. But one night, I'm on stage, and this fucking, this gangbanger, this Mexican dude, comes down the stairs with his girlfriend. And there's no, the whole place is full except the front row. This dude sits right in the middle of your act? Dead center in the front row, in the middle of my act. And uh, he starts heckling me and stuff. And he's drunk. He's fucked up. Um, but also, I don't know. This the, we don't have fucking metal detectors and shit. I don't know if he's got a knife, a gun. I don't know what the fuck he's got. And None even, of these people I don't know anything about. Even if there is security, they're not close enough to get to you no. before he does. And I know when I'm doing stand-up. And t- <laughs> when I, listen, I say it all the time. I treat every fucking snake like it's a king cobra i treat every goddamn yeah. fucking anything that touches me in the ocean like it's god i don't care if it's seaweed it's jaws bro i'm like oh you know yeah. like me that's too. how everything that spider can kill me which spider All every gun is loaded yep. mm-hmm. every spider is a fucking whatever yep. yes so when i'm in texas that entire crowd has a fucking concealed <laughs> carry in my mind everybody has a gun in that crowd you know what i mean so you were extra nice to him? <laughs> were you? I was not extra nice. Did you I, heckle I, yourself? I played with the audience around him. Like, you fucking believe this guy? So he so was. So you said shit about him, not to him. Mm-hmm. Thought to everybody else, like, you believe this fucking guy? And then I, he, I would start talking to him a little bit. And he kept, he kept cracking jokes, like stupid jokes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I go, you want to do this? You really want to do this? And there was another mic up on stage. And you don't do this. No, this is a mistake. Guy. But I said, come on up. And I brought him up. And he had a cute girlfriend. He came up on stage. And everybody's clapping at first and stuff. And I went down and I sat in his chair next oh, to his girlfriend. No. And he's like, okay, everybody. And he starts doing these jokes. And, and people start booing him. And then I start heckling the shit out of him. And I'm just... Everything I wanted to say to him, I said from his seat to him up there instead of with electricity and everything down. I spoke up to him and shit all over him. And when he was just, he finally was handing me the mic back. And I was like, it's not easy, is it? Hell no. (laughs) And I was like, what's your name? He's like, he's, what he said, honest to God, he said something like Jose. I was like, I could have got that in two tries. Like if I really wanted to, I could have got that in two tries. Like I'm scared, (laughs) a little scared still to fuck, you know. And, uh. He left, and then, but he loved it. He loved it. And the next next month, mm-hmm. he brought ten fucking people back to see me. He was like, "This is the guy I was telling you about." So it worked out. But that that's the that was could have been real. It could have gone really fucking bad. But I've, other than that, I've never had. I've I, seen some people fist fight after shows and stuff. But I mean, I'm from Baltimore. I've seen that. I've seen that at Thanksgiving. By the way, <laughs> by the way, at that Baltimore Comedy Factory, that one that was downtown. Mm. It's not there anymore. Well, I I heard that it got moved to like a hotel or some shit like that. The security. So no, it's not. What security? 
yo, the security in that club was the real deal. You oh, you mean the guys in the back? The yeah. guy, the guys yeah. who yeah, yeah, they. I thought you meant the for getting into the building, but the club, no, yes. They did not fuck about. They can't. No, in the green room. When you look out the green room, the police dep- stations right yeah, there, and the right. block is here, and they're just yeah making nonstop arrests. Yeah, those dudes do not fuck around, mm. and it's like. When you look, when I was on stage and there was one dude who was being loud and he said one thing, I saw one security guy talking to him. He said one thing. And the next thing I knew, there were 12 dudes on this. It was like they were fucking rappelling down, from, <laughs> dropping down from the ceiling and shit, coming up from underground. Listen, like, I'm going to be honest with you. We hold 20 <laughs> tickets for security. They're going to be peppered throughout your oh, crowd. You're going to sell. You, you really sold 280 tickets. <laughs> 20 of them are security scattered they, throughout. They they basically hogtied this dude. <laughs> and you got to be. There's no. Carried him out. You got to be. I mean, look, man. I went back. It's just a couple years ago. And my cousins were like, let's go to this. This this club and I haven't been to a club in decades and I don't like them and I don't like care. A, yeah, okay. But it's a warehouse. It's monster. And I walk up now. My cousin's with me. He's a retired cop. How long ago was this? Just like three years ago, four so years. You're, you're grown. You're I'm grown in my forties. Yeah, you're grown up. And I don't want to be there. I'm like, we're gonna be the people in our forties at the fucking. But mm-hmm. it ain't like the club we used to go to. It's, were you the oldest people there? We were not the oldest people there. Were you in the upper 1%? We were in the upper <laughs> 0.5%. We went and found those other old people. Like, all right, they look like they're in their 60s. Chaperones? But you're still here, though. You're still here. You're fucking up the curb, but you're still here. So um, I kept telling my cousin, I go, where's security? He's like, I can't believe there's. It's just a guy sitting on a stool looking at IDs. There's no. No. There's no fucking wands there's no metal detectors there's no so walkers this is like a, like a uh, you're talking about packing three independently run it's just a warehouse where they're all dancing right by right by off of i-95 and i'm just like no metal detector dude everyone in there could have had a fucking gun or a knife or anything and i'm like why are we in here like you know it's also one of those joints where it's 20 bucks all you can drink so now people are getting way fucked up and i'm like we don't need to be in Let here this is this is gonna tell me but how, this is how my jam right yeah. here Return of the Mac. I'm going to always stop. Return of the Mac. There it is. <laughs> Let me, this now we can get out of here. This will tell you how old you are. When you walked in, where you were like, where are the exits? <laughs> oh, dude. I do that all the time. Every club I'm in. Every, where are the exits? Always. When I'm on stage, I'll look. I'll be like, all right, there's four of them. All right. All right. Wait, do you do it from the stage? Mm-hmm. It's the easiest place to see. And then do you judge you know your why? path? You know why? Because we're the last one out if there's none right here to our left or right. We're, the, we're behind that wave. How are you going to get out? Huh? I, I, I'm going if you're the, on stage and all the exits are back here is what I'm saying. There's got to be a back door. There should be, but there's not always a back door. Well, Sometimes you get back in those venues and you're like, where, where's the exit back here? You go, 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 I'll like, mm, That's fire code, bro. Fire code, man. That means the bathroom's up front, too. Yeah, it is. That's oh, a damn. bummer. You know, I had to leave the stage in Utah to go pee. I've never had that. Knock on wood. I've left your podcast, but I've never left the stage I to left pee. the stage in Utah because the- Because you were up there for so long? Well, the electricity kept going, kept going out in the building. So I would do, I would, it would go out. I would do part of the act without the microphone. I would come back on. I would go back. But it just made the show just, and it was long, and I had to pee. And the lights went down again, and I said, hey, everybody, I'm going to pee. <laughs> Nobody come in with me. <laughs> yeah, we just ran off and went pee. 
But I never. I've puked on stage. You have? Yeah. Food poisoning or what? No. That's one of this five minute bit I used to do <laughs> back in my twenties when I could do that shit. Yeah, when I could puke twice yeah. a night <laughs> and still keep going. <laughs> now I want to be checked into the fucking hospital and shit when I puke. <laughs> Man, I don't mind puking. That's not like one of the you know. I just I, threw up the other night. People, you, Sunday night. Some people, for some people, the worst thing about being sick is puking. For some people, they hate to cough. They hate puking to me is like mm, I don't. I'm that. the same way. I'd rather shit if I'm gonna get sick because I can get more done sitting down, you know. But if I'm gonna be puking, like Sunday, I was gonna what make. Are you my, getting done? What are you getting done? Out there, man, sending emails and oh. shit from the phone. <laughs> my working on that can, man. From the I'm shitter. Like, Go ahead and post. <laughs> um, I uh, I ate something. It just was bother me all night and i'm like you i don't mind throwing up like i have no problem sticking my finger down my throat me neither, to make dude. myself feel better me neither none that is actually when my first thought when i get nauseous me is too. i'm gonna go stick my finger my, that well my first thought these days is weed i mean yeah and i don't mean even sitting and smoking a joint i mean two hits and it will fucking set you right i yeah. mean that's obviously why it works well for people who have uh stomach problems especially if you're going through any kind of treatment or anything but um i just kept like i was like oh let me and even that didn't do it this time and i was like well fuck and then my body was like we got this and i went right over the kitchen sink and i was just like oh for a while man i was like oh there we go the I felt kitchen sink felt, yeah garbage disposal. <laughs> spray it all down i wasn't making it to the bathroom no, no, no my body's no. like mm-mm Nope, we got this. You know, we none of it. And then I was fine. You know when I knew that something was wrong before the appendix was when the weed was not helping my stomach. Yeah. I was like, oh, something is not something is not okay. But it's so weird now. Like when's the last time you were to the doctor and you had to ask, but cool if I still smoke weed? Like a couple years ago, actually. Every time, like in the hospital, I said, What so what medicine or what drugs you take? And it's so I take Enough of it to where I'm like, well, I should probably let you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, my primary care physician gives me my prescription. Really? 100% has for years. Like the first one I got, he didn't. But I've been honest with him because, you know, my whole family in that generation was, you don't tell, don't tell anybody shit. And I'm yeah. like, well, how the fuck are they going to treat me if I'm not telling them the truth? So he's a younger dude. Pussy. And I've just been, you know, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Rub some dirt on that heart attack, you motherfucker. <laughs> so I tell him everything. And he told me, he said, you know, I've got hundreds and hundreds of patients. And so many of you have said, because I don't like pills. They make me sick. I agree. I, thank God. Because I know there's the. you talking about like the Viking and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they make man. me throw up. They make me break out hives. and I like, just don't feel good. No, I can't take it. No. It's heroin. It puts me to sleep in the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. Know, just like, oh. And I've told him, and he's like, you never want these. And I'm like, marijuana is what works for me. And he's like, well, so many of you have said the same thing. Um, that he's like, I'd be a fool not to listen to my patients. And so his his only involvement is a document that says, in my professional opinion, mm -hmm. this patient could benefit from the use of marijuana. He doesn't, you don't get your prescription filled, so to speak, from him. You take that prescription to any one of these places and then you can then for a year. Um, and they're get. okay with that. Yeah, but now you don't even need that. I don't need to be 21, but it's cheaper if you have the prescription. Well, no, they stopped that. They did. They just recently stopped that. Yeah, it's it sucks. You actually have to have a proper 
medical card now to get that reduced. Um, it's Man. a proper one. You know what they're saying is like, hey, everyone. Yeah. People really need this shit are going to get that tax. <laughs> I mean, I need it, but I don't need it like some other people might need it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm That's like, a, all right, all right. The funniest But you don't thing. need to worry about going and getting that paper anymore either. You know That's what I mean? That's good. So. Dude, but my, one of my favorite things was walking into that doctor's office and seeing who was in that lobby. Come on, Sick. Dude, right? Yeah. I'm like, Come look on. at this fucking group. And, and but But like... When you had to go in with a story, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember the first time I was going in, I I knew that I wanted to uh, think of a good story because mm-hmm. that's what we do. So I had this whole story thought up about <laughs> I was 12 and the first time I had a concussion, I fell off a slide and I hit my head. You're, Super- going, you're going to head injury in there? Oh, with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Early childhood head injury. <laughs> Ha- impossible to diagnose. <laughs> early childhood. <laughs> I, I think early childhood What's that? trauma. CET is that the concussion CTE, stuff? Yeah. CTE. That's but it, yeah. CC because it's children. <laughs> <laughs> that's alliteration. It's bro. double C, right? <clears throat> so I'm going double CCTE, which has got to be better. Anytime you can double up a letter, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. So I get my story all set. And I walk in, and there's a poster on the wall that says if you have any of these symptoms we'll give you yeah and i was like oh well i'm not gonna remember that whole story because the symptoms were one word and i was like i'm gonna remember one word that's easier arthritis yeah dude (laughs) that's all you gotta say i was just ready and i did (laughs) anxiety i remembered the a one yeah so i was like bullseye Mm -hmm. so i walk into the office just ready to blurt out this one word and the guy goes mr wolf how you doing? I go pretty good. And as soon as I said pretty good, what I was trying to remember, because I was oh, high when man. I went in, yeah, flew away. And I was like, God damn it! But I knew he was like, What? What is your? You know, why do you feel like you need medical marijuana? And I remembered, dude. I remembered that it was the first one. And I remembered it was A. So I was trying to think of things that started with A. Astrophysics, dude. God damn. I said autism. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just told him you had all yo, he, 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 just, he just slowly shook his head at me. He was like, "He's like, you might actually yeah. have autism for you to come in and do that." He goes, you "You're did, definitely on the spectrum." Yeah, he goes, "Did you mean anxiety?" I was like, "Yes, that's what I meant." <laughs> it was so embarrassing. He was just dis- oh, like disappointed. Man. Like, I have to give you the answer. I gave you a list of 30 out there, you stone God motherfucker. Damn. You couldn't remember one word walking 15 feet? Autism. Autism. I gave him autism. I, um, I remember the first time I did it, I went, and it was seriously like 40 minutes, portal to portal, they used to call it when I was a runner, door to door. So I walked out of my home. And in 40 minutes, I went to a uh, doctor, so to speak. This guy was, uh, his name was Dr. White, I swear to God. This dude was an older black dude mm-hmm. with salt and pepper cornrows. This was my, this was the professional. You know, I thought it was, for a long time, I thought it was corn rolls. Rolls? Corn rolls, because you know it rolls. <laughs> and they, they, they corrected me on stage when I was in Sacramento one night. Didn't ever dawn on you that the hair's in rows? Yeah, I said something about corn rolls, and somebody was like, it's rows. And I was like, I don't think so. And they were like, mm. Corn rolls is something you get at Boston Market, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah. a new Cinnabon thing. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, 
But anyway, like everything in there was, he just had like, it looked like a Halloween lab coat. He went to put that black piece on to look in the ear and it yeah. fell on the floor. And I was like, hey, don't, don't, he's put it right back on. I'm like, no, man, you're not putting that dirty thing in my ear, dude. And he's like, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, anxiety and stress and sleep. And he goes, and he's the one that said this. I'd never heard this before. He goes, does marijuana help you um, get to sleep and stay to sleep? I said, well, it doesn't help me get to sleep. I have no problem going to sleep. I said, but it absolutely. And I didn't realize it until later. It helps me. I mean, not catatonic, but it helps me stay asleep. Yeah, me too. You know, like I quit for uh, it was a minute. And um, every night I had anxiety dreams. And I mean, bullshit. Like, where the fuck are my keys? Yeah. Or I pull up to a building. I'd be like, it's 51 fucking oh two and here's 5100 and here's 5101 and here's oh three where the fuck's oh two like i would panic about dumb shit like that in my dreams and i was like oh fuck that yo man. you bring get, the weed back bro. yeah you gotta you get those dreams are not no and then should. i went right and bought some legal weed and was home in 40 minutes and smoked it and that's that was yo years ago the weed suitcase that's a that's a great looking suitcase is what is what brings it all together for me but i never smoke generally before um, 8 p.m. Did you know that? You didn't or you don't? I don't. Oh, no. I don't smoke before 8 p.m. Just because unless I like if I really did some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, I can smoke a little bit before. But I try not to just because it'd be so easy to just be like, you know, I'm going to smoke at four. You know what? I got nothing to do today. I'm going to fucking smoke at 8 a.m. And then you're just high all the time. You know what I mean? Because if you said, would, do you think it'd be fun to be high all the time? I'd be like, yeah. Yes, I do. I think yeah, that. I think that'd, that'd be, nice. be yeah. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, can we look into that? Is that something I might be able to do in my future? But I know right now I'm not so productive. So I know once I slip back before eight PM I I will every now and then, you know, on a Monday or a Tuesday. Sometimes Tuesday. if a friend comes over on a Wednesday. <laughs> every I, now and then if I'm flying out on a Thursday, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> every other Wednesday. All right, listen. <laughs> By 8, I mean 4 p.m., okay, and sometimes at lunch. Uh, all right, everybody, tell, tell them one more time about your special. It's called Get a Hold of Yourself, available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, everywhere you get uh, comedy and music, man, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. I'm RyanSickler.com on social media. I mean, that's my you're website, not, you're Ryan Sickler on social media. RyanSickler.com. That's my <laughs> website. I'm just Ryan Sickler on all social media, bro. Thank you, seriously, for having me on. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Absolutely. Go get it's that. It's always fun with you, dude. Yeah, dude. Always get, go get that album, everybody. You know where the tour dates are, ComedianJoshWolf.com. Also, just... Remember, if you are looking for an edible and you're in a state where you're so lucky to get them and you're buying something that's not a cheap at you, you've done it wrong. You've done it wrong. You've done it wrong. Do you know about TSA? I've heard of them. But do you know about the new rule out of LAX? No. Oh, dude. Well, let me break some news to you because it's a few weeks old now. They are allowing, I believe it's up to an ounce of marijuana. In your carry-on. Mm. Not in my asshole anymore? Not in your asshole anymore. Nope. They don't. It's not. I mean, listen. However you like to get off is your business. By the You're way. Allowed. I've always considered that my third carry-on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how I'm cheating the airline. <laughs> my third carry-on. That's a great day. That's a great day for an asshole. A third carry-on, dude. Um, Let me pack that third carry-on, girl. But I think you're allowed girl. up to an ounce. Yeah. 
That's gonna be a big pickup. And it's 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 what about edibles? If you're gonna fly, I believe so. If you're gonna fly to San Francisco, if you're basically what they're saying is like, look, we're gonna let you fucking take it, and you are what is it subject to your own risk out yes. there? If you're flying into Kansas and they have dogs, that's your ass. Yeah, that ain't on us. I like but that. if you're going to Colorado, Vegas, wherever it's legal, man, fucking take it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. The Why end not? of the end of uh, just wait till eight p.m. You know, yeah, <laughs> or four. You know how it goes. Um, Thank you, brother. You're the best. I love you. Later, everybody.